<clears throat> Hare Krishna, my dear devotees. <clears throat> Welcome back to the daily readings of Srila Prabhupada's books, right here in the Haven, which is in Hythe, Kent, Southeast England, just a stone's throw from the English Channel. And Abhay Das Brahmacharya and I are here. Um, he's maintaining this beautiful little ashram. And we're trying to keep the transcendental sound vibration going. Hmm. Srimad Bhagavatam. Srimad Bhagavatam Mahima Stotram by Srila Sanatkan Goswami. Tells it like it is. It goes like this. Sarva Shastrabdipi Yusha Sarva Vedaika Satphala Sarva Siddhanta Ratnaja Sarva Lokaika Drikprada O nectar from the ocean of all scriptures, singular fruit of all the Vedas, rich mine of the precious gems of all conclusive truths, you are the only giver of sight to all the worlds. Sarva Bhagavata Prana, Srimad Bhagavata Prabho, Kali Aditya, Sri Krishna Parivartita. O life heir of all the Supreme Lord's devotees, O Master Srimad Bhagavatam, you are the sun risen in the darkness of Kali. You are the exact image of Sri Krishna. Paramananda Pataya Prema Varshakshadayate Sarvada Sarvasevyaya Sri Krishnaya Namostume. I bow down to you who are supremely blissful to read. Your every syllable pours down a flood of, flood of prema. You can always be served by everyone. You are Sri Krishna himself. Marika bando matsangin madguro man mahadana man nistadagamad bhagya mad anandana today. My only friend, my constant companion, my spiritual master, my great wealth, my savior, my good fortune, my source of ecstasy, I bow down to you. Asadu sadhuta dayin atini chochatakada hanamunchagadachin mam premna rit kantayokspura. O bestower of saintliness to the unsaintly, O exalter of the most fallen, please never leave me. Always appear in my heart and my voice with pure love. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya So we've reached the 19th chapter of the 4th canto of the Srimad Bhagavatam, King Prithu's 100 horse sacrifices. And of course, 
Indra, what can we say about Indra? He has a tendency to be a little envious of those who are very uh, exalted because he's afraid they may take over his post. So he's trying to spoil the 100th horse sacrifices of King Prithu by stealing the horse. We're starting with text 13. <clears throat> when the son of King Prithu was informed by Atri of King Indra's trick, he immediately became very angry and followed Indra to kill him, calling, wait, wait, purport. The words tishta, tishta, are used by a chatriya when he, when he challenges his enemy. When fighting, a chatriya cannot flee from the battlefield. However, when a chatriya, out of cowardice, flees from the battlefield, showing his back to his enemy, he is challenged with the words tishta, tishta. A real chatriya does not kill his enemy from behind, nor does a real chatriya turn his back on the battlefield. According to chatriya principle and spirit, one either attains victory or dies on the battlefield. Although King Indra was very exalted, being the king of heaven, he became degraded due to his stealing the horse intended for, the, for sacrifice. Therefore he fled without observing the Chatriya principles, and the son of Prithu had to challenge him with the words Tishta, Tishta. Text 14. King Indra was fraudulently dressed as a sannyasi, having knotted his hair on his head and smeared ashes all over his body. Upon seeing such dress, the son of King Prithu considered Indra a religious man and pious sannyasi. Therefore, he did not release his arrows. Text 15. When Atri Muni saw that the son of King Prithu did not kill Indra, but returned deceived by him, Atri Muni again instructed him to kill the heavenly king, because he thought that Indra had become the lowest of all demigods due to his impeding the execution of King Prithu's sacrifice. Text 16. Being thus informed, the grandson of King Venu immediately began to follow Indra, who was fleeing through the sky in great haste. He was very angry with him, and he chased him just as the king of the vultures chased, chased Ravana. Text 17 When Indra saw that the son of Prithu was chasing him, 
he immediately abandoned his false dress and left the horse. Indeed, he disappeared from that very spot, and the great hero, the son of Maharaj Prithu, returned the horse to his father's sacrificial arena. Text 18 My dear Lord Vidura, when the great sages observed the wonderful prowess of the son of King Prithu, they all agreed to give him the name Vijitashwa. Text 19 My dear Vidura, Indra, being the king of heaven was very, and very powerful, immediately brought a dense darkness upon the sacrificial arena. Covering the whole scene in this way, he again took away the horse, which was chained with golden shackles near the wooden instrument where animals were sacrificed. Text 20 The great sage Adri, Atri again pointed out to the son of King Prithu that Indra was fleeing through the sky. The great hero, the son of Prithu, chased him again. But when he saw that Indra was carrying in his hand a staff with a skull at the top and was, wearing, and was again wearing the dress of a sannyasi, he still chose not to kill him. Text 21 <clears throat> When the great sage Atri again gave directions, the son of King Prithu became very angry and placed an arrow on his bow. Upon seeing this, King Indra immediately abandoned the false dress of a sannyasi, giving up the horse, and giving up the horse, made himself invisible. Text 21 Then the great hero, Vijitashwa, the son of King Prithu, again took the horse and returned to his father's sacrificial arena. Since that time, certain men with a poor fund of knowledge have adopted the dress of a false sannyasi. It was King Indra who introduced this. Purport Since time immemorial, the sannyas order has carried the tridanda. Later, Shankaracharya introduced the ekadandi sannyas. A tridandi sannyasi is a Vaishnava sannyasi, and an ekadandi sannyasi is a Mayavadi sannyasi. There are many other types of sannyasis who are not approved by Vedic rituals. A type of pseudo-sannyas was introduced by Indra when he tried to hide himself from the attack of Vijitashwa, the great son of King Prithu. Now there are many different types of sannyasis. Some of them go naked, and some of them, generally known as kapal kapalika, carry a skull and trident. All of them were introduced under the meaningless all of them were introduced under some meaningless circumstances, and those who have a poor fund of knowledge accept these false sannyasis and their pretenses. 
although they are not bona fide guides to spiritual advancement. At the present moment, some missionary institutions, without referring to the Vedic rituals, have introduced some sannyasis who engage in sinful activities. The sinful activities forbidden by the Shastras are illicit sex, intoxication, meat-eating, and gambling. These so-called sannyasis indulge in all these activities. They eat meat and flesh, fish, eggs, and just about everything. They sometimes drink with the excuse that without alcohol, fish, and meat, it is impossible to remain in the cold countries near the Arctic zone. These sannyasis introduce all these sinful activities in the name of serving the poor. And consequently, poor animals are cut to pieces and go into the bellies of these sannyasis. As described in the following verses, such sannyasis are pakandis or pashandis. Vedic literature states that a person who puts Lord Narayana on the level with Lord Shiva or Lord Brahma immediately becomes a pakhandi. As stated in the Puranas, yastu narayanam devam brahmarudradi daivatahi samatmenaiva vikshita sapashandi bhaved dhruvam In Kali Yuga, the pakhandis are very prominent. However, Lord Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu has tried to kill all these pakandis by introducing his Sankirtan movement. Those who take advantage of this Sankirtan movement of the International Society for Krishna Consciousness will be able to save themselves from the influence of these pakandis. Text 23. Whatever different forms Indra assumed as a mendicant because of his desire to seize the horse were symbols of atheistic philosophy. Purport <clears throat> According to Vedic civilization, sannyas is one of the essential items in the program of the Varnashram institution. One should accept sannyas according to the parampara system of the acharyas. At the present moment, however, many so-called sannyasis or mendicants have no understanding of God consciousness. Such sannyas was introduced by Indra because of his jealousy of Maharaj Prithu and what he introduced is again appearing in the age of Kali. Practically none of the sannyasis in this age are bona fide. No one can introduce any new system into the Vedic way of life. If one does so out of, out of malice, if one, does, if one does so out of malice, he is to be known as a Pashandi or atheist. In the Vaishnava Tantra, it is said, Yastu Narayana Devam Brahmarudradi Daivatahi Samatmena Naivat Vikshita Sapashandi Bhavedrivam 
Although it is forbidden, there are many Pashandis who coin terms like Duridra Narayan and Swami Narayana, even though, although even although not even such demigods as Brahma and Shiva can be equal to Narayana. Text 24 and 25. <clears throat> in this way, King Indra, in order to steal the horse from King Prithu's sacrifice, adopted several orders of sannyas. Some sannyasis go naked and sometimes they wear red garments and pass under the name of Kapalika. These are simply symbolic representations of their sinful activities. These so-called sannyasis are very much appreciated by sinful men because they are all godless atheists and very expert in putting forward arguments and reasons to, su to support their case. We must know, however, that they are only passing as adherents of religion and are not so in fact. Unfortunately, bewildered persons accept them as religious and being attracted to them, they spoil their life. Purport As stated in Srimad Bhagavatam, men in this age of Kali are short-lived devoid of spiritual knowledge and susceptible to accept false religious systems due to their unfortunate condition. Thus they always remain mentally disturbed. The Vedic Shastras practically prohibit the adoption of sannyas in the age of Kali because less intelligent men may accept the sannyas order for cheating purposes. Actually, the only religion is the religion of surrender under the Supreme Personality of Godhead. We must serve the Lord in Krishna consciousness. All other systems of sannyas and religion are actually not bona fide. In this age, they are simply passing for religious systems. This is most regrettable. Text 26 Maharaj Prithu, who was celebrated as very powerful, immediately took up his bow and arrows and prepared, and prepared to kill Indra himself because Indra had introduced such irregular sannyas orders. Purport It is the duty of the king not to tolerate the introduction of any irreligious systems. Since King Prita was an incarnation of the Supreme Personality of Godhead, certainly his duty was to cut down all kinds of irreligious systems. Following in his footsteps, all heads of state should themselves be bona fide representatives of God and should cut down all irreligious systems. Unfortunately, they are cowards who declare a secular state. Such a mentality is a way of compromising religious 
and irreligious systems. But because of this, because of this citizens, but because of this, citizens are generally becoming uninterested in spiritual advancement. Thus, the situation deteriorates to such an extent that human society becomes hellish. Text 27. When the priests and all the others saw Maharaj Prithu very angry and prepared to kill Indra, they requested him, O great soul, do not kill him, for only sacrificial animals can be killed in a sacrifice. Such are the directions given by Shastra. Purport Animal killing is intended for different purposes. It tests the proper pronunciation of Vedic mantras and an animal being put into the sacrificial fire should come out with a new life. No one should ever be killed in a sacrifice meant for the satisfaction of Lord Vishnu. How then could Indra be killed when he is actually worshipped in the yajna and accepted as part and parcel of the Supreme Personality of Godhead? Therefore, the priests requested King Prithu not to kill him. Text 28 Dear King, Indra's powers are already reduced due to his attempt to impede the execution of your sacrifice. We shall call him by Vedic mantras which were never used before. We shall call him by Vedic mantras which were never before used and certainly he will come. Thus by the power of our mantra we shall cast him into the fire because he is your enemy. Purport By chanting the Vedic mantras properly in a sacrifice one can perform many wonderful things. In Kali Yuga, however, there are no qualified brahmanas who can chant the mantras properly. Consequently, no attempt should be made to perform such big sacrifices. In this age, the only sacrifice recommended is the Sankirtan movement. Text 29 My dear Vidura, after giving the king this advice, the priests who had been engaged in performing the sacrifice called for Indra, the king of heaven, in a mood of great anger. When they were just ready to put the oblation in the fire, Lord Brahma appeared on the scene and forbade them to start the sacrifice. Text 30 Lord Brahma addressed them thus, My dear sacrificial performers, you cannot kill Indra, the king of heaven. It is not your duty. You should know that Indra is as good as the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Indeed, he is one of the most powerful assistants of the Personality of Godhead. You are trying to satisfy all the demigods by the performance of this yajna, but you should know that all these demigods are but parts and parcels of Indra, the king of heaven. How then 
Can you kill him in this great sacrifice? Text 31 In order to make trouble and impede the performance of King Prithu's great sacrifice, King Indra has adopted some means that in, in, that in the future will destroy the clear path of religious life. I draw your attention to this fact. If you oppose him any further, he will further misuse his power and introduce many other irreligious systems. Text 32 Let there be only 99 sacrificial performances for Maharaj Prithu. Lord Brahma concluded. Lord Brahma then turned towards Maharaj Prithu and informed him that since he was thoroughly aware of the path of liberation, what was the use in performing more sacrifices? Purport Lord Brahma came down <laughs> Lord Brahma came down to pacify King Prithu regarding his continual performance of 100 sacrifices. King Prithu was determined to perform 100 sacrifices and King Indra took this very seriously because Indra himself was known as the performer of 100 sacrifices. Just as, just as it is the nature of all living entities within this material world to become envious of their competitors, King Indra, although king of heaven, was also envious of King Prithu and therefore wanted to stop him from performing 100 sacrifices. Actually, there was great competition and King Indra, to satisfy his senses, began to invent so many irreligious systems to obstruct King Prithu. To stop these irreligious inventions, Lord Brahma personally appeared in the sacrificial arena. As far as Maharaj Prita was concerned, he was a great devotee of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Therefore, it was not necessary for him to perform the prescribed Vedic ritualistic ceremonies. Such ceremonies are known as karma, and there is no need for a devotee in the transcendental position to execute them. As the ideal king, however, it was King Prithu's duty to perform sacrifices. A compromise was therefore to be worked out. By the blessings of Lord Brahma, King Prithu would become more famous than King Indra. Thus, Prithu's determination to perform 100 sacrifices was indirectly fulfilled by the blessings of Lord Brahma. Text 33 Lord Brahma continued Let there be good fortune to both of you for you and King Indra are both part and parcel of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Therefore you should not be angry with King Indra who is not different from you. Text 34 My dear my dear king, do not be agitated and anxious because your sacrifices have not been properly executed due to providential impediments. 
kindly take my words with great respect. We should always remember that if something happens by providential arrangement, we should not be very sorry. The more we try to rectify such reversals, the more we enter into the darkest region of materialistic thought. Purport Sometimes the saintly or very religious person also has to meet with reversals in life. Such incidents should be taken as providential. Although there may be sufficient cause for being unhappy, one should avoid counteracting such reversals. For the more we become implicated in rectifying such reversals, the more we enter into the darkest regions of material anxiety. Lord Krishna has also advised us in this connection. We should tolerate things instead of becoming agitated. Text 35 Lord Brahma continued, Stop the performance of these sacrifices, for, for they have induced Indra to introduce so many irreligious aspects. You should know very well that even amongst the demigods there are many unwanted desires. Purport There are many competitors in ordinary business affairs and the Karmakanda chapters of the Vedas sometimes cause competition and envy amongst karmis. A karmi must be envious because he wishes to enjoy material pleasures to their fullest extent. That is the material disease. Consequently, there is always competition amongst karmis, either in ordinary business affairs or in the performance of yajna. Lord Brahma's purpose was to end the competition between Lord Indra and Maharaj Prithu. Because Maharaj Prithu was a great devotee, an incarnation of God, he was requested to stop the sacrifices so that Indra might not further introduce irreligious systems which are always followed by criminal-minded people. Text 36 Just see how Indra, the king of heaven, was creating a disturbance in the midst of the sacrifice by stealing the sacrificial horse. These attractive sinful activities he has introduced will be carried out by the people in general. Purport As stated in Bhagavad Gita 3.21 Yadyada charati shrestas Whatever action is performed by a great man, common men follow in his footsteps. And whatever standards he sets by exemplary acts, all the world pursues. For his own sense gratification, King Indra thought to defeat Maharaj Prithu in the performance of 100 horse sacrifices. Consequently, he stole the horse 
and hid himself amid so many irreligious personalities, taking on the false guise of a sannyasi. Such activities are attractive to the people in general. Therefore, they are dangerous. Lord Brahma thought that instead of allowing Indra to further introduce such irreligious systems, it would be better to stop the sacrifice. A similar stance was taken by Lord Buddha when people were overly engrossed in the animal sacrifices recommended by Vedic instructions. Lord Buddha had to introduce the religion of non-violence by contradicting the Vedic sacrificial instructions. Actually, in the sacrifices, the slaughtered animals were given a new life, but people without such powers were taking advantage of such Vedic rituals and unnecessarily killing poor animals. Therefore, Lord Buddha had to deny the authority of the Vedas for the time being. One should not perform sacrifices that will produce adverse results. It is better to stop, to stop such sacrifices. As we have repeatedly explained, due to a lack of qualified Brahminical priests in Kali Yuga, it is not possible to perform the ritualistic ceremonies recommended in the Vedas. Consequently, the Shastras instruct us to perform the Sankirtan Yajna. By the Sankirtan sacrifice, the Supreme Personality of Godhead in His form of Lord Chaitanya will be satisfied and worshipped. The entire purpose of performing sacrifices is to worship the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Vishnu. Lord Vishnu or Lord Krishna is present in His form of Lord Chaitanya. Therefore, people who are intelligent should try to satisfy Him by performing Sankirtan Yajna. This is the easiest way to satisfy Lord Vishnu in this age. People should take advantage of the injunctions in different Shastras concerning sacrifices in this age and not create unnecessary disturbances due to during the sinful age of Kali. In Kali, in Kali Yuga, men all over the world are very expert in opening slaughterhouses for killing animals, which they eat. If the old ritualistic ceremonies were observed, people would be encouraged to kill more and more animals. In Calcutta, there are many butcher shops which keep a deity of the goddess Kali and animal eaters think that it, it is proper, think it proper to purchase animal flesh from such shops in hope that they are eating the remnants of food offered to goddess Kali. They do not know that goddess Kali never accepts non-vegetarian food because she is the chaste wife of Lord Shiva. Lord Shiva is also a great Vaishnava and never eats non-vegetarian food. And the goddess Kali accepts the remnants of food left by Lord Shiva. Therefore, there is no possibility of her eating flesh or fish. Such offerings are accepted by the associates of goddess Kali 
known as Bhutas, Pishachas and Rakshasas. And those who take the prasad of Goddess Kali in the shape of flesh or fish are not actually taking the prasad left by Goddess Kali, but the food left by the Bhutas and Pishachas. Text 37 O King Pritu, son of Vena, you are the part and parcel expansion of Lord Vishnu. Due to the mischievous activities of King Vena, religious principles were almost lost. At that opportune moment, you descended as the incarnation of Lord Vishnu. Indeed, for the protection of religious principles, you have appeared from the body of King Vena. Purport The way in which Lord Vishnu kills the demons and protects the faithful is mentioned in Bhagavad Gita 4.8 Paritranaya sadhunam vinashaya chaduskritam dharmasangstapanartaya sambhavami yuge yuge in order to deliver the pious and to annihilate the miscreants, as well as to re-establish the principles of religion, I advent myself millennium after millennium. In two hands, Lord Vishnu carries, always carries a club and a chakra to kill demons. And in his other two hands, he holds a conch shell and a lotus to give protection to his devotees. When his incarnation is present on this planet or in this universe, the Lord kills the demons and protects his devotees simultaneously. Sometimes Lord Vishnu appears in his person as Lord Krishna or Lord Rama. All, the, all of these appearances are mentioned in the Shastras. Sometimes he appears as a Shakyavesh avatar like Lord Buddha. As explained before, these Shaktavesh avatars are incarnations of Vishnu's power invested in a living entity. Living entities are also part and parcel of Lord Vishnu, but they are not as powerful. Therefore, when a living entity descends as an incarnation of Vishnu, he is especially empowered by the Lord. When King Prithu is described as an incarnation of Lord Vishnu, it should be understood that he is a Shaktyavesh avatar, part and parcel of Lord Vishnu, and is specifically empowered by him. Any living being acting, acting as the incarnation of Lord Vishnu is thus empowered by Lord Vishnu to preach the bhakti cult. Such a person can act like Lord Vishnu and defeat demons by arguments and preach the bhakti cult exactly according to the principles of Shastra. As indicated in Bhagavad Gita, whenever we find someone extraordinary preaching the bhakti cult, we should know that he is especially empowered by Lord Vishnu or Lord, or Lord Krishna. As confirmed in Chaitanya Charitamrita, Antya 7.11 Krishna Shakti Vina Nahitara Pravartana. One cannot explain the glories of the holy name of the Lord without being specifically empowered by Him. 
if one criticizes or finds fault with such an empowered personality, one is to be considered an offender against Lord Vishnu and is punishable. Even though such offenders may dress as Vaishnavas with false tilak and mala, they are never forgiven by the Lord if they offend a pure Vaishnava. There are many instances of this in the Shastras. So we're up to 7.42. Abhay Das Brahmacharya is looking ahead and seeing that there's not many verses left. There's five verses and two purports. Okay, we'll wait until tomorrow. So we'll stop our reading tonight and tomorrow we'll start with text 38. In the meantime, we'll um, wait patiently for the reflections of the assembled sages. Hare Krishna. First is from Gopakanya Devi Dasi. <coughs> yes, Gopakanya Devi Dasi. Jai Maharaj, Hare Krishna. All glories to your daily reading service. All glories to Sri the Prabhupada and Srimad Bhagavatam. Thank you very much. Everyone needs encouragement. Hare Krishna. And from Rosie Prema. Hare Krishna, Rosie. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. And from Sudevi Dasi. Yes, Sudevi Dasi. Hare Krishna Maharaj. And to you, Sudevi Dasi, Hare Krishna. And this is from Sheetal. From Sheetal, Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna Maharaj. Dandvat Pranam at your divine lotus feet. Well, I don't think I have divine lotus feet, but thank you for your appreciation. Hare Krishna. And from Rati Manjari? Yes, Rati. Jai Guru Maharaj. Jai Ho. And from Bhakti Rupa. Yes, Bhakti Rupa. Hare Krishna. Thanks for reading, Maharaj. Very much liked the advice given by Lord Brahma. When the arrangement providence turns our plans around, it's always better to go with the flow rather than try to rectify the situation according to our plan. Yes. Love Prabhupada's one-liner at the end of the purport. We should tolerate things instead of becoming agitated. Yes. Prabhupada's simplicity is so powerful. This quote should be on a t-shirt or something. Yes, and there's another quote that's similar to this, which I always remember. It is better to suffer than to protest. Because every time you protest, you end up doing things that make things worse rather than making them better. And for this reason, the whole world is full of complications now that seem are seemingly uh, irreversible and, uh, yes, impossible to change. And this is a result of so many efforts to try to solve untractable problems by material means. It just creates more and more reactions 
material reactions and, and, and disturbs the human society more and more. Hare Krishna. The goal of life is not to become more and more uh, advanced in material opulences and th such things. The goal of human life is self-realization. Atmatattva. To cultivate knowledge of the self and how to act as self rather than as the gross material body. We do this by performing pure devotional service to Lord Krishna in so many ways. Hare Krishna. This is from Shantarupa. Yes, Shantarupa. Hare Krishna Maharaj, please accept my humble obeisances and all glories to Sri the Prabhupada. If the sannyas order is not recommended in this age, why is it that we still initiate devotees in this order? Because Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu did it. He took sannyas. He is the perfect sannyasi. He is the perfect example for everyone. But the order of sannyas in the Mayavad school is condemned. It is not to be done. It is not to be taken. If one can act as a sannyasi properly and preach the glories of the Lord and use the authority that comes from sannyas to spread the Krishna conscious movement, then it is allowed. So it's when, when the statements are there in Shastra, it's not meant that, it, that, that, it's in, that one cannot take sannyas. It means it can, cannot take sannyas in the forms that have been started by uh, Lord Indra in this in this this chapter. You can't make a law that says you cannot do something that the Supreme Personality of God does in, as an example. Hare Krishna. So if one is capable of taking sannyas and preaching, then one should take sannyas. Recommended. Hare Krishna. on this Shantarupa says thank you more clear now Hare Krishna thank you Bhaktarupa says these books are so alive oh yes oh yes they answer all the all the questions to all the problems in the world that's a fact from Subaru. Yes, Subaru. <clears throat> Hare Krishna Maharaj, please accept my humble obeisances and all glories to Sri the Prabhupada. Thank you for your daily readings. It appears from this chapter, enviousness is the root cause of so many irreligious systems. I remember this verse from Bhagavad Gita. 
trividam narakasye nam tvaram nashanamatmanaha kama krodas tatalobhas tasmade tatrayang tijet there are three gates leading to this hell yes lust anger and greed every sane man should give these up for they lead to the degradation of the soul daily readings key dry yes thank you for bringing out that gem from the bhagavad-gita proving once again that the bhagavatam and the bhagavad-gita are intimately linked and that the bhagavatam uh, expands upon the knowledge in the bhagavad-gita Hare Krishna, thank you. And from Rati Manjari? Yes, Rati. <coughs> Tonight I liked how Lord Brahma spoke in verse 33. Lord Brahma continued, Let there be good fortune to both of you, for you and King Indra are both part and parcel of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Mm. <coughs> Therefore, you should not be angry with King Indra, who is non-different from you. So simple and direct and sensible, reminding them of their mutual relationship to the Supreme Lord, like a parent talking to children, I thought. Thank you very much. This is very nice. Srila Prabhupada once told us, I mean more than once, that you can dovetail uh, lust, you can dovetail anger, you can dovetail greed in Krishna consciousness, you know, by fighting against uh, the demons or non-devotees, by, anyway, but envy, you can't dovetail. Envy, you, has to, you have to give up. The others you can dovetail and therefore be purify, but envy cannot be given up. Therefore, Brahma did this stopped the, the the envy and competition that comes from such envy because it just creates more and more confusion more and more complications and makes the situation worse than rather than better when Hanuman jumped over the ocean and burned Lanka to the ground he was acting in anger definitely when Arjun was on the battlefield of Kurukshetra, he was a saintly person, but he had to act out of anger in order to defeat the enemies. And they did so and became glorious. And as a result, there was this auspiciousness. Because Lord Krishna's or Lord Chaitanya's desire and Lord Rama's desire were fulfilled. Paul Pritchard Paul Pritchard Hare Krishna Hare Krishna Maharaj please accept my humble obeisances all glories to Srila Prabhupada this is the first time I've asked a question although I've been listening to your wonderful readings for a while <laughs> <coughs> I was wondering about the envy displayed by Lord Indra does this mean that all the demigods still have some envy of the Supreme Lord, including Lord Brahma and Shiva? Hare Krishna. Yes. Everyone in the material world is influenced by the modes of material nature to some extent. The great souls, Lord Brahma and Lord 
Shiva are qualitative incarnations of Krishna. Uh, just as, you know, a Pritumara is a Shaktivesh avatar of Krishna. And Lord Shiva is different, of course. He's, Shiva Tattva is not a Jiva and he's not Vishnu Tattva, so he's different. But still, there is some touch with the modes of nature. Anyone who's in the material world has to come in touch with the modes of nature somehow or other. Unless they are absolutely pure devotees of Krishna or full incarnations of Krishna or Vishnu Tattva expansions, they never become under the influence of, of Maya, of envy. But all the demigods, yes, they do. That's proven in the Bhagavatam itself. This is one example. Hare Krishna. From Subarao? Yes, Subarao. Maharaj, you mentioned it is better to suffer than protest. My passionate mind always jumps to the notion, why me, why am I suffering? How do we develop the attitude of tolerance? Well, this comes from knowledge. You, you just said yourself. You just pointed out that uh, providential, you know, when providential uh, incidents has happened, even if they're reversals, they cannot be counteracted. No one can counteract providence. No one can counteract time. So when you try to counteract a reversal by providence or time, then you will just become more, you will suffer more. You won't solve the situation, you'll make it worse. Therefore, it's better to suffer than to protest. And that, that develops tolerance. And it, and, and it also opens the doors to forgiveness and the Brahminical Tejas. So it ha this has to be practiced. That's why Srila Prabhupada often mentions that book knowledge without realization is useless. Realization means you act according to the instructions. Hearing, Prabhupada said, means doing. Even Jesus Christ said, let those who have ears hear. To hear, you have to be humble. The time and providential arrangements are meant to make us humble so that we can hear better. Therefore, we should tolerate providential setbacks and reversals of life so that we don't become further entangled in the actions and reactions of the material modes. Hare Krishna. This is from Rati Mujari. Yes, Rati. I like to hear that Goddess Kali is only eating the remnants of her husband, Lord Shiva, <laughs> who is a Vaishnava and never eats meat. And I was a little shocked to hear that the Karmis who offer flesh to Goddess Kali are actually eating the remnants of her ghostly followers. Oh, yes. I wonder if they know that. <laughs> That's why Prabhupada wrote these books. <laughs> Hare Krishna. That's why we distribute the books, so, so that people don't know or in ignorance 
have been misled by all these so-called swamis and fakes, fakes, sannyasis. Subhrav says, "Thank you for your daily readings, so that we could hear." Hari Krishna, Hari Bo, thank you. Thank you again. This is the fourth day of Kartik. We hope you are all uh, following your vows and uh, relishing these extra spiritual advancement we make and purification by performing devotional service on these sanctified days. Hare Krishna. Srimad Bhagavatam ki jai. Samabeda Bhakta Brinda ki jai. Gaur Premanandi Hari Hari Bo. See you tomorrow night, same time, same place, same topics as we continue to hear the glories of King Prithu Maharaj. Wait, we've got one more thing. Last thing from Bhakta Rupa. One more thing from Bhakta Rupa. These books are filled with epiphanies, and when we act on epiphany, we get more epiphanies. Every syllable is filled with prema. It's unbelievable. Very lucky to hear. Yes, thank you so much. A nice way to sign off. See you tomorrow. Hare Krishna.